Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hello hi izzy how are you good how are you guys doing well fantastic (laughs) talking about abyss Oh man, we've watched all the other 1989 underwater horror movies. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Honestly, we're surprised this is the one that got all the money. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah, really, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, James Cameron got all the money by being like, "We're gonna go over on everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever everyone else is doing, we're gonna do it like legitimately. None of this. Yeah. <laughs> producers are like, "Sure, James Cameron." Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Yeah. What do you mean Ed Helms almost drowned? (laughs) Sorry, Wes showed me pictures. Uh, Three years ago, we went on our uh, our Japan trip, and that was awesome. (laughs) What? Expensive, but awesome. Right? (laughs) How was that? That sounds amazing. Oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, Yeah, really, really great. We we were on a a super tight budget, and... Mm -hmm. We decided to do it then because uh, I had one year until all my student loans kicked in. So we were like, oh. we're going to travel. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> Make it count. And yeah, we stayed in like budget, like commuter hotels. And yeah, was it the APA or whatever? Yeah, the APA. It's the businessmen's hotels. Like where... 120 square feet or something like that. Oh, These shoes blocked the hallway to the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> it was dang. great. Oh, that's right. When you sat on the toilet, your knee stuck out into the little oh, hallway. Uh, they sure did. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't close the door. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was awesome. We did. Uh, I have a friend who lives in Tokyo. He's an expat. And he wasn't sure if he was getting re- his uh, visa renewed that year. So it was like, okay, there's another reason to go go see Torre. And yeah, we did Tokyo and Kyoto and Yokohama. Okay. Which of the three did you like best? They were all amazing. Uh, yeah. Yokohama, we specifically went to go see the Cup of Noodle Museum, which <laughs> nice. sounds ridiculous, and it was I'm not on my list. I'm searching for that right now. Oh, it's, oh, it's so them. good. <laughs> uh, Tori was the one who recommended it. He's like, hey, if you want something cheap to do, it's like three bucks to take the tour, and then it's like three what? bucks to make your own cup of noodle so this this is can i swear this shit yeah, is absolutely. like the cup okay. of noodles this is yeah. like the m&m's factory in las vegas but for cup of noodles oh it, yeah. it's better than that like oh, they let you pack even. your own cup noodle with like you pick the base you pick the toppings you and they've all the, the international yeah they've all the international ones they vacuum seal it for you oh wow um they have an is entire there a cool floor? video saying i lost my noodle in japan Right, I wish. Three D tour. Not a lot of translating going on for that trip. (laughs) Man, that's a good question. How was translating with everything? You guys, you guys knew the language at all? Was it like having to translator the whole time? No, uh, no. Most people speak at least some English because the a lot of the high school exit exams are in English because Mm. they're better than us, so they speak multiple languages. Yeah. Um, And then the few times we ran into you know places where we had no English. I have a Google phone and I had a Google phone at the time too. 
uh, the Google Translate works out great and it has an audio function. So like you can set it from like English to Japanese and back. And so I could speak into it and then it would say the words, you know, like on the screen in Japanese, so they could read it. And oh, I can wow. tell by the looks, it wasn't, it was like any other translator. It was kind yeah. of goofy, but <laughs> we had zero trouble. Yeah. That's it was so almost cool. too easy. <laughs> yeah, like we went to uh, this little like pop-up samurai museum that was definitely in like oh, a, yeah. it, it was in Harajuku. So it's just like all touristy, goofy stuff. But like we went in and like the guy at the front just like bowed and did the like one second thing ran off and then came back with the chick and she's like oh i'm going to start an english tour in like half an hour if you want to come back and we're like hell yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was just gonna stare and be confused and yeah it was like us and some australians and was it like some brits or something yeah it's where we ended up talking to the you guys go uh, of the guys that you were coming from canada to make it just seem a little bit easier they uh they didn't ask <laughs> oh, okay good <laughs> you know what it was uh people people will ask you like where where in america yeah. and at the time yeah. we were living in california so we were like oh california and they're and literally people go like oh you're the good ones hollywood <laughs> <laughs> I, when i was um i lived in hawaii for a few months and there was somebody that, there was a roommate that i was living with that was japanese and he, we couldn't really communicate that well, and we did not have a translator to use for for whatever we did stuff. So, like, if we were going down into the garage or something, and like would be on the elevator, he would do like Mario sound effects, and like we would we would in a weird way communicate like via just like doing a weird jump, like the one up jump, or like yeah, pretty much. That's that's all. <laughs> that's how we did things. <laughs> but that's so cool. I would love to go there. Highly, highly recommend it. And if you do, um, if get the uh, the JR Rail Pass. So yeah. there's trains everywhere, and they're owned by different companies. So JR is just one co- company. It's Japan Rail. But mm. they're the biggest one, and they're not the subway. So it doesn't cover everything. But you get, um, if you buy it while you're here in the States, you can buy the Tourist Pass. And I think it's like 250 bucks for seven days. And it was like 400 bucks for like 10 days or something. But we were only there for six days, so... We got the seven day pass. Uh, you can write it unlo- the any of the JRs um, unlimited, including the bullet train. So yeah. like we were able to save like a thousand dollars on our plane tickets because we could fly into Chiba instead of Tokyo. And the first thing we did when we got into Japan, jump on the bullet train and fly into Tokyo. How was that? Oh, it's awesome. so good. Oh, <laughs> so cool. It's, it's insanely clean. All of the chairs are like giant, like captain's chairs. Like it's so quiet, like so, so, so quiet. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it was beautiful. It was like sunset and like, we're just like coming through and Chiba is all um, like farmed. It's like a, it's like a farm state. So we're just like going through all these like little like Japanese farms and all of that as the sun setting and we get into Tokyo. So cool. All right. So with the abyss. <laughs> Sorry, abyss. Sorry, I just that popped Let's up in this. my. Hey, to, <laughs> three years ago today, you and I was like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> with his vision of the future, the Terminator. 
1986, he created the science fiction masterpiece, Aliens. This summer, he will take you into a world no man has ever seen before. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are talking <laughs> August 9th, 1989's <gasps> The Abyss. Woo! Oh, but we are not alone for this December. Well, I'm not putting on pants. So. Hey, no need for pants. It's <laughs> it's the 2020. It's the dawn of a new era. Yeah. Pantsless era, you might say. Uh, but we have... Uh, I'm I'm sorry, I forgot to ask. Is it Patrick Beatty or Beatty? You got it the first time, yeah. yeah hey. okay. so, so, so it is like Warren Beatty. Okay, okay excellent. <laughs> uh, so with us, we have Patrick Beatty from Patrick Beatty Reviews. Welcome, Patrick. What's up, dude? Hey, thank you. That, that was first the most adorable intro I've ever heard. <laughs> I love that so much. And I am excited that you guys invited me on to talk about The Abyss. Oh, absolutely. Well, so I, mean, I mean, for those who don't know, uh, Patrick's a bit of a local celebrity around <gasps> here. Uh, Popping up ha. on Good Things Utah and just Woo! I don't know all, all over my Facebook feed. I don't know if it's everybody oh, else. But. Yeah. For all those for all those fifty and up women that watch Good Things Utah, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> popular from the nine to ten spot in the mornings on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of my grandson. Yeah, <laughs> that young man knows a lot about film. <laughs> i'm sure it's like my mom sitting back i'm like i enjoy watching good looking men on tv <laughs> <laughs> now nah, well, this is kind of like there's an average looking person on the screen and we are okay he really likes that movie so we'll, we'll go from there excellent well very humble uh we welcome you um <laughs> yeah <laughs> babe i don't know about you i'm a I'm a little thirsty. i'm a little sober to talk about this movie yeah. so let's do this uh, patrick are you drinking anything on your end no, but I, I am indulging in other other types of things to help ease the mind and make the uh, the travel down into the deep more uh, fun, I guess. Excellent. Ah. <laughs> Much like our friends over at Home Video Hustle, where they, uh, I believe they are the weed sommeliers. <laughs> oh, that's a lo- that's such a good way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm I'm on a timer now, so we'll see we'll see with at what point in this show it kicks in. Yeah, maybe you'll be able to tell. I don't know if something just switches in me. You're hey, you guys call it out and be like, uh oh, just Aww. oh no. Yeah, maybe it's about the time those neon jellyfish show up. Okay, so uh, here <laughs> you went to brewing. Uh, they have their yard sale winter lager. Yes, their seasonal lager Let, release. Let's have a yard sale, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, let me know what while I pop my top. Oh, he talks. Nice. <laughs> what do I? What do I do? There. <laughs> there we go. Tops off. Anyway, and the poor. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful brown ale. It's very. Brown. Does this oh, happen on every episode? You guys literally go for the sound effects too. That's so great. Oh yeah, twice every episode. Sometimes my more. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, had to suck some head there. Uh, yeah, it's got an off-white foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Uh, yeah, it's very malt forward, and then you get just a little bit of like piney hop note uh, on the aroma there. Yeah, see, has gone in for the taste. Yeah, pretty malt forward. Uh, this one has a little bit of a like the green apple and stuff, which I guess might be to style, but it seems a little. Mm. It's little probably more not, not this one. necessarily to style, but you know what? It's a lager. It's mm. delicious. <laughs> Yeah, nice, uh, well, probably 4%, 5%. Oh, 5%. Nice. Woo! That's pretty good to get at a store here in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve, the Abyss. Oh, the Abyss. From writer director <laughs> James Cameron. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he hasn't done really, he's made one movie in the past 23 years, but uh, <laughs> he started off, uh, you know, Piranha 2, a nice little Roger Corman production. Uh, then he did The Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Mother's Day four years ago or something we did that. <laughs> uh, then he did Aliens. Uh, this movie. Terminator 2, True Lies, Titanic. And then, yeah, Avatar is the only thing he's done since Titanic because he's got billions of dollars now. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's so funny? I was thinking when I was watching this today, because I'll be honest, I've this is the only time where I've watched like the making of, of a film before I've actually seen the movie. Cause I had seen this making of about it uh, probably a few months ago and checked out the movie today. And I just kept thinking to myself, this next avatar film is all going to be underwater. Right. I, mean, I, I think so. James Cameron is obsessed with water. Like if you're going from Titanic to the oh. abyss to piranha, he wants to be in the ocean. That's all he wants for his films. Oh yeah, that's just, well. Yeah, he said he's only made Avatar last twenty three years. He's also done a bunch of like underwater documentaries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But this must be like the, the pet project of his life, like, like his dream project, and he got to do it very early in his career. It, it, I, mean, I don't know, uh, but of course, uh, yeah, he's also the writer of this one. Also stars Ed Harris as Bud Brigman. Yeah, yeah Mary <laughs> Elizabeth Master Antonio as Lindsay Brigman. Uh, the great, oh my god, one of the patron saints of our podcast, Michael Bean as Woo! Lieutenant Coffee. <laughs> Ooh, why, well, why is he a patron saint? Oh, just because he's badass. Okay. <laughs> and he regularly occurs on this here uh, podcast where we discuss uh, bad, questionable movies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he, nice. he joins uh, prestigious uh, prestigious actors like Nicolas Cage and Jean-Claude Van Damme. And ah, Schwartz the wild cards. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris Elliott popping up in this movie as Bendix. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I, I had seen this, like, you know, back probably around like 90, 91, something like that when I was a kid. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't seen it since. Uh, I feel like, oh no, that's not true. Cause we watched this for your birthday last year. Oh wait, that's right. Shit. We did. <laughs> because <laughs> for Steve's birthday, he wanted to watch, I believe quote, wait, something did... stupid. And uh -huh. so we fell down the rabbit hole. That is a uh, 19 late eighties, early nineties, underwater monster movies. And we proceeded to watch like four days worth of them. <laughs> Did we watch The Abyss, though? I'm pretty sure we did. I don't recall much of anything. Uh, okay. Uh, th Were we drinking mangrias for your birthday? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I, was, it, I only remember, like, two scenes from this movie. I, I forgot entire subplots and everything. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Patrick? Is this, uh, do you recall your first time watching this? I don't know if you watched it in theaters or something. Yeah, today. Today is is the official first time of watching it, just because of, of watching the documentary first and just being like, oh, I bet I got it. 
but but once I, I knew I was coming on the show, I, I had to check it out and make sure that I knew everything from every aspect of it. And uh, <laughs> like the short, short suite of it would probably be like, I, I like it to the extent of its runtime, maybe shortening down a little bit more. I think it could have been a little bit stronger if it were a little bit shorter. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like clear James Cameron had a lot he wanted to do with this. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of subplots were taken away from what you discover. Well, I'll save that for the fun facts. Ooh, Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, since it's a two hour and 20 something minute movie, let's get started. All right. We start <laughs> oh. at the bottom of the ocean somewhere. <gasps> the submarine. And uh, they're picking up something that's going like 16 knots, and they're like, well, nothing should be going that fast. Oh, never mind, it's going 80 knots now. Let's uh, <laughs> chase after it. Oh, wait, now it's chasing us back. Oh, shit. And then Don't like, you love it when generals are like, <laughs> no, that's not happening. Like, <laughs> you, every you time. must be doing something. Or like, it's so, always so the head there. person that's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... Uh, like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, like an EMP hit it because like all the computer systems and everything shut down and it just starts sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they're basically like, as they're falling, they're like, we'll uh, d- deploy that emergency probe. We got to get out of here. This place is starting to flood. <laughs> and so we have the start. We have, we find out uh, there's, what is it, an aircraft carrier nearby? Uh, I don't know. If we skip a time like a couple of hours or something. Aircraft carriers there. Uh, a helicopter arrives on the aircraft carrier, as is tradition, and we meet the queen bitch herself. <laughs> we didn't find out her name for a while, but it's it's Lindsay Bregman. It's, uh, you know, the girl from uh, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yeah! And Scarface, you know, everybody's favorite. But yeah, basically, I, I guess uh, they got the emergency, and they call, like, a, a local dive team led by Bud Bregman, because uh, I guess they were closer is, is that right? Like yeah, they closer, yeah, they like, were the closest yeah. uh, that had the gear to be able to recover it. Oh, to go that deep, yeah. 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 So yeah, they call them up. Uh, <laughs> basically, the military calls them up like, "Hey, we need you guys to help out. We'll give you three times your normal pay. Uh, and you, you know, we know you guys have this mobile diving rig uh, that you can get there and like three hours sooner to you know re- find any survivors and get down there and do what needs to be done. Uh, oh, P.S. There's a hurricane on the way." <laughs> <laughs> and let's see then yeah we uh find out that uh bud and Lindsay have a history and they're you know i, I guess still married not not technically divorced though they've been yeah but he, for he's looking for a divorce because he's like that bitch whenever he's over on was talking with anybody else and then he's like that's my wife it's <laughs> like twister they just haven't signed it's, the paper I say it's exactly like <laughs> twister <laughs> hey though might have gone i don't know a part of me thinks like yeah he loves her but the part of me is like did you just want to smack her like, i don't know well we, we can move into somebody that. and want to smack them absolutely <laughs> oh there you go wait a minute <laughs> that's what that's kind of what love is right well, that's I mean, what pet ownership is yeah, i so love you <laughs> and i kind of want to kill you <laughs> oh my god and, and he yeah, was wearing the ring still that. that's kind of the the visual <laughs> indicator right <gasps> the ring yep. <laughs> until he you know throws it in the toilet and then mm-hmm. has to stick his hand in the the blue toilet stuff to get it out <laughs> <sighs> so liz and uh her team of semen uh go down uh including Ooh, team of semen <laughs> I mean, that's what they are right? with the Navy. Yeah. But okay with it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's like, I knew it. No. That's my scene. <laughs> but, but among her team is the uh, Lieutenant Cobbs played by Michael being with a mustache. <gasps> oh man. 
Yeah, I almost didn't recognize him with that ridiculous mustache. <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> Coffee. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we get a little bit of merry drama, a little bickering back and forth. Uh, but then we're introduced to one of the few scenes I remembered about this movie. The liquid breathing system. Oh, goodness, uh, yeah. I remember this one from a kid, and I, because just the scene of uh, they're, they're basically demonstrating it. They take a uh, the one guy has like a pet rat or whatever on the rig, and they so put him cute. in this like pink jelly, and then like hold him I'm gonna up. call it Matrix goop. It's whatever the stuff was in in the Matrix, what they came out of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rattle, rattle, gasp Was it placenta fluid? I don't know. Putting it down in there and holding it down, and you see this rat just like gasping for air and it's like oh god <laughs> this is gonna be one of those movies damn you james cameron <laughs> it's a snap film but, james uh, cameron don't give a f yeah that's right. you, he's you, like, you he's can't got, get the shot he's just, got the, he's got the fuck me money now <laughs> <laughs> just, and just so you know i i have pet rats so i oh yeah i love the little rattos oh doubly bad this this movie must have tortured you oh i was <laughs> Oh, I was wailing. Oh, although it had her personify with the guy who owned the rat and like right? risking his life to save it and stuff save like that. Rat, you gotta save your pets. Yeah, basically it shows that basically you take the fluid into your lungs and you can process oxygen and it's better for the deeper dives because all the pressure it uh, helps with like pressurizing the suits and excuse me, and I think you mm-hmm. get more oxygen in it or something like it. Like it, it's just better for the deep. Dive. It's like a different way to breathe. The thing that they kept emphasizing is you did this as a kid, which is so funny to say, like you did this as a baby. You should know this. It's like, well, I was a baby. Don't you remember I'm like when you were a fetus? nine right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't remember a time breathing without wearing a mask. You know, you've been doing your whole life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, I, we had a discussion the other day, and I want to ask you, uh, underwater or in space, which is more frightening to you? I would say space, because at least with water, you know that you're confined in a little, in a dome that is a planet, right? Yeah. But with space, it's, it's infinite. I don't know if the ocean is necessarily infinite. It's vast, and, and like, you have no idea what's, like down in the Marianas Trench or something, but for some reason, space just, I don't know. I feel like for some reason I would survive more underwater than I would in space. Yeah, I guess it's more, I mean, either way, be, you know, it, it, if things go wrong, you're gasping for air, they're drowning, whatever. For me, it's like, all right, is it the vacuum of space and exploding or is it being at the bottom of the ocean and imploding kind of thing? Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's a Sophie's man, choice. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, welcome, Pickles. Our, our, Pickles? Uh, our podcat, Pickleless Cage, joining us. <laughs> He's an old man. He's, uh, what, 19? 19-year-old cat. Yeah. Oh, nice. Gray tuxedo guy. We have <laughs> a 17-month-old Pomeranian named Frank the Tank. Nice. <laughs> Frank the Tank. So Frank just a, a bundle of barking and energy. You know, he's he's definitely energy. But we've started to abstain some of the barking. All right. That's good. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> puppy raising. It's fun. Oh, oh I I never want a puppy again. I'm <laughs> That's what my wife keeps saying. We're, we're never doing this again. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah. So they got the mobile base set up at like the edge of this trench because uh, the, the submarine fell yep. down and it's like 100 meters below them down in this trench. 
so they go down to like take photos and assess and kind of investigate the the submarine you know f- see if there's any survivors um and they send the uh the, the a-team and i just hear the a-team music and a little drone camera down with them and um basically they're like okay what's down in the sub and we get the breakdown of like oh yeah there's only like uh, 192 nuclear warheads uh, about 50 kilotons each you know <laughs> roughly five times what blew up hiroshima <laughs> <laughs> so yeah people are on edge um <laughs> with this stuff um, uh, and then okay I'd, Okay, so they dive down, they start going through the sub, and it's like tight quarters because, you know, a lot of it's flooded, um, and eventually they start finding corpses. and Yeah, oh, the, the spiders crawling on, the, the spider crabs crawling on the guy's face. Uh, I was going to say that shot, it, that shot was very reminiscent to me of Jaws a little bit when they finally get down in the water and are looking around. When yeah. you see that, you're just like, oh, just take me back up. Good on the guy for not going back up and be like, just keep me right here, staring straight at that. Right, yeah, the, yeah. the thing that pushed me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Le- yeah. Leave me with my trauma. Yeah, good old good old jammer. And uh, Ed Harris is like, it's okay, just chill right here. Uh, this, this little rope here, just tug twice if you need me, and, you know, it'll be fine. And then, uh, so yeah, jammer's kind of freaking out. And then he sees a light. What? what is this and he's like well fuck get out of here because he is like tugging on the rope and uh uh-huh. it, it like snagged on something so like ed harris isn't feeling it or whatever and he like runs off and he hits his tank and uh, <gasps> apparently it shoots his oxygen levels up so he starts uh-huh. like or, i don't know exactly what happens with it but uh he he passes out in a coma and they they take they basically like all right everybody we're getting out of here let's get back to the ship or not the ship the base the base <laughs> that base that's right. No trouble. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, as they're leaving, like the, the some some sort, I don't know, it kind of looks like Tinkerbell, like a little light thing kind of starts flying around and they try to get a photo of it, but they can't and all the power shutting down. <laughs> and then when it goes off, the power comes back. It's like, what the hell was that? Just like genuine fear of like, did my oxygen just get depleted? I have no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it life is you know <laughs> well that was the thing like um i guess i'll i don't mean to go build a nuclear power plant that oh. they just filled up with water and they were like now we're just going to do it all in real time with scuba diving and the the craziness that went on by trying to do that and uh, it, what it's what makes james cameron a good director but also probably horrible to <laughs> work with not, not, not a lot of repeat workers with them yeah yeah i know it was like um, it's like, i ain't doing that shit again yeah, it was like 18 hour work days and just diving the whole time and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I, I, I couldn't do it. I've done like hour dives and I'm like, I'm done, done for the day. Oh, as soon as they started like actually diving, Steve was like, yeah, I don't ever want to do that ever yeah, again. This is my nightmare. I <laughs> can live my entire life without doing that again. Well, especially when they're like in the, the tight quarters, like in the sub and stuff too. I'm like, yep, something catches on. I can't get out. And this is where I die. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they get back to the, the mobile base um, and they're like, all right, well, we saw some things. It looks like everybody's basically dead. Um, and then the A-team, they call back up to the, the carrier and they're like, all right, well, go to phase two, arm a warhead and wait for my instructions. And it's like, Jesus, okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> that escalated. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a step A to maybe Z that we're going to. Okay. Well, and okay, so again, we we did all the other the the lesser known underwater movies. 
whenever there's like quarantine procedures, it's always like, all right, what was the thing? Like, I don't know. The power kind of fluctuated a bit. Okay, set the self destruct for <laughs> three hours. And it's like, whoa, 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 really? That's that's step two. Yep. <laughs> it's not like run diagnostics or anything like that. It goes straight to vaporize. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right. And then they also uh, get that uh, news report where it's like Cuba and Russian ships are like circling the area now because you know nuclear sub and it's what was it like 20 miles from cuba it was like really close to cuba yeah selfage baby yeah. <laughs> close enough to once you're out of there get get a couple cigars yeah smoke them if you got them <laughs> um and everybody's freaking like oh man this is like bay of pigs everything's a conspiracy uh-huh. this is we're in the middle of some real shit here man and someone's like is there a pig on this ship get the nuke ready yeah, get it ready. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? No, uh, no, what, what, what's the Hawaiian pork thing? Pai? Kalua pork? Lau Lau. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you canceled the luau tonight, guys. No there picks in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they also find out Lieutenant Coffee has stolen the mini sub and went back to <gasps> the, the wreckage. Oh, no. And, oh, my. And they cut communication, and uh, there's a hurricane coming. So, like, oh, shit, we're good. We got to, like, disconnect and. Or, you know, get back up there, you know, pick one or the other, you know, at least disconnect from the ship if the hurricane's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, two hours pass, and coffee comes back with a mini-sub and a warhead. (gasps) (laughs) Well, I guess that's wrapped up. Shield bastard. Yeah. (laughs) And then they start, like, trying to uh, disconnect the little... I I guess they have, like like, a power tether down to the base from the aircraft carrier. It's also, like, how they communicate and stuff too just running all the power lines and phone lines and stuff through yeah, one thing pretty mm-hmm. much uh, so they try and disconnect that because when the hurricane comes it's going to toss the ship around and they can't quite do it in time and so it starts dragging the base like on the the floor of the ocean <laughs> and then the uh the winch crane up on the on the ship breaks <laughs> oh no! and it's falling straight for him how many do you, how many uh, pieces do you think were miniatures? Well, so like the ships, the the outside stuff showing like him crashing into rocks. How many do you think are are actual like using miniature props? Oh, I I would hope all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean James Cameron's got some money, but does he? Did he well, have that's the thing. They have a nuclear power plant that they filled with water. It's crazy that they even got that. So it's a part of me is like, did they? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, same when you mentioned. Did they just use like the uh, the because I know they like at a nuclear power plant they have the uh, the the dunking pools for when you know the rods overheat or whatever, and they have to you know, basically shut it down. They they dump it in there. They just use one of the pre-existing ones or i think what here i think i know where it's and i'm gonna make sure to find this before saying anything an uncompleted nuclear power plant in owensbury road in south carolina oh, is where okay. this was oh, yeah so yeah maybe that's what it was just it wasn't so they hollowed that, that bad boy out and, and kind of built it for their own thing but the the actual docking bay where they're going in through the water they built that Oh shit! That's so cool. The, the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, gotta watch that documentary now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So the crane's like falling like right towards the base, and of course, you know, it's you know, hundred ton crane or whatever pummeling right at them. If it hits them, they're donezo. Mm-hmm. And they're like waiting. They know it's coming. They see like the rope coming, or you know, the uh, yeah, whatever. I guess rope, the super metal cord or whatever a crane would use, uh, and it just misses them. <laughs> And they're like, that was close. 
except then it kind of slides off into the trench and they're still tethered to it. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's going to oh. pull us over. And this is where like the, the battery room, like get, it starts flooding and everything starts exploding. And Oh God, somebody cut it like a door, like right in oh, the face. Yeah. When it exploded. <laughs> oh. I forget who it was and if they died, but yeah, somebody, somebody caught it. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> Caught it like John Cena and Fast Nine. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> caught that car. Yeah, I, I cannot wait to watch that movie, guys. I don't care how oh, bad so it is. Excited. So excited! <laughs> oh, for Fast Nine. Fast oh, yeah. Nine. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. Uh, so let's go after. Oh yeah, so so they're like losing. Uh, there's fire starting. They're losing power everywhere. Oh yeah, um, uh, they're they're losing compression because I guess they're losing oxygen, so oh, rooms yeah. are starting to flood. Oh, that's right. There's a scene where like Ed Harris is like trying to get out of a place that's flooding, and the door's closing in for him. So he runs and he reaches for it, and ding, the ring is holding the door open. Yeah. <laughs> and this uh, is where, that's this, the power of love. This, that's right. <laughs> this time, <laughs> this time, marriage kept us together. Right. <laughs> and then like it's like holding the door open luckily there's I, I okay so the guys that save him on the other side like by like cutting the the wire and like helping open the door or whatever i swear they were the guys he had to like leave behind in the flooded room right there's a lot of white guy oh, face points yeah. happening a, a lot, lot of yeah, white yeah. guys with like red or brunette beards and so <laughs> yeah. when they popped up to their side i'm like how the fuck <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so they they open the door, they get him in. Uh, basically, they all kind of meet in the control room at this point uh, when all the fire stuff are put on. Like, all right, well, communications linked down. Basically, everything's out. I've set out a mayday, but who knows when and if you know another team can come in, especially with the hurricane. Uh, oh, by the way, the heaters are out, so it's going to get really fucking cold, uh, and we have about twelve hours of oxygen. So, <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> we better come up with something, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, of course, the plan is, uh, I guess, uh, Lindsay, she uh, suits up and uh, goes to kind of assess the exterior and uh, make a few connections or whatever, you know, rewire systems. It's it's what she does. She she designed the base. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. but then uh, she's out there and then they lose the video and power and everything oh, again. No. Uh, she she sees the little like Jilly Stingray thing flying around her, and she's like, "Oh, that's kind of cute." And then um, there's like the giant football field size j- j- uh, glowing jellyfish stingray mm-hmm. thing that pops out of there. Is it a ship? Is it a fish? What what is that thing? That's that's the real question, right? Like it yeah. looks like there's like like little uh, turbine engine. Hope. It definitely doesn't look like Wally and the creature from uh, Lords of the Deep had a weird baby. Oh yeah, there we Ooh, go. that's a good I, I, good poll. I like that. By the way, <laughs> Lords of the Deep incredibely similar story to this one. It came out like a month no. earlier. Yeah, like even with the stingrays and stuff. <laughs> Somebody but... got James Cameron's script and was like, "Roger Corman, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> we just gotta change a few words here. Can you make this ninety minutes? <laughs> and for like." three grand yeah. in a six Here, pack here's a hundred thousand dollars use the couches for outfits yeah right. uh, <laughs> oh my god i still want one of those jumpsuits and i may have convinced a uh, seamstress friend of mine to make herself one. Oh, nice i showed him to cynthia oh perfect <laughs> yeah so uh oh sorry so she's standing there in awe at this incredible sight of not even knowing what it is like is this is this a ghost is this a new species i I don't know what 
Uh, but then they leave and the power comes back on and she tried taking pictures with the camera, but it, it, you know, it's like Bigfoot pictures. It's just like a streak of light and darkness. And they're like, yeah, that's great. Whatever it is. <laughs> and yeah, so, so she's like telling the crew like, Oh, I don't know what I saw, but it was, it's, it's, it's a non-terrestrial intelligence. Mm-hmm. and it was like so, so it's an alien right what did I, I you think when they first brought that in were you were you assuming alien at the beginning when the submarine first started going down i mean because it was moving so fast you almost have to think it's like an alien thing but but it's also like yeah it could be like some new species or something that's down you know down in the depths of the ocean mm-hmm. i i've seen the meg i know what goes on down there Right. <laughs> well, in the design on these aliens, they look very much like they're bioluminescent. They they've got a lot of like they they've got a lot of Pandora from Avatar to it, right? I, I feel like I'm crazy, but I kept watching this, being like, this is like a prologue to what he ended up doing. Yeah, I was trying to think. Uh, what's the oh Cocoon from the '80s, uh, or like, I guess like two years before this or whatever, where they had like the glowing underwater alien kind of things you know that made the the old people feel young again mm-hmm. am, am, oh. I, am i making this up i haven't seen that movie in like 30 years but yeah that's uh... right it's like a mix of those and uh batteries not included <laughs> <laughs> the, the little wallies or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's a late 80s alien kind of movie i guess <laughs> but uh practical effects on those were pretty good though Oh, I do love when a uh, director will use practical and digital effects in the same beat. That That's really how it works best. Yeah, absolutely. agree. And, and this, it, like CGI effects we get later and stuff, uh, are, of course, groundbreaking and later used for like, you know, Terminator 2 and, uh, uh, you know, Jurassic Park and stuff like that. So it's really a groundbreaking movie in that respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and even to this day, like we watched it on Amazon Prime or whatever. It's still pretty convincing, too. Why do they not have an HD cut of this yet? Why has it not gone to Blu-ray? I I don't know. I I, I watched it on Prime Two and I, I noticed it it had the old TV aspect ratio and I was like, whoa. Yeah, they not uh, moved this I, up. It, it's because uh, Mr. Cameron's still busy doing Avatars two through seven or whatever. And, oh, uh, so he's like, I have to do it if it's gonna be done. I gotta focus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Treat treat it like your Terminator franchise and just give it to whoever's on the street corner. Yeah, give it to McG. Hey, yeah. you want to do new Terminator? I'll totally vouch for you and say that it'll be the best one out. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it forgets all the mistakes of, uh, you know, three through seven or whatever. You want to kill John Connor? Kill John Connor. Didn't, didn't mean to do spoilers. Sorry, the people that were really planning on watching the seventh Terminator film. Yeah, sorry, people that didn't see the trailer where you found out he was a robot. God damn those trailers. <laughs> that would have been such a great thing to find out halfway through, too. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, back in the abyss. <laughs> uh, what happens? Here? Oh, yeah. that uh, We also uh, get a nice uh, private conversation when uh, Bud's like, hey, this can I, uh, can I talk to you in my office? Like three feet this way so the rest of the crew can still hear. Right. <laughs> They're just kind of standing there looking at him. Yeah. And then she uh, she mentions about like the underwater sickness with like the hand tremors and stuff like that. And it's like, wait, Michael Bean's been doing that the whole the whole show. <gasps> this, this could be planting something for later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then this is the scene here where uh, they 
uh, use the the little drone camera thing to kind of spy on the Navy guys because they've kind of isolated themselves in a room, but they use the drone like on the outside and look in the window, and that's when oh, they yeah, see yeah. the warhead. <laughs> and uh, she goes batshit. Lindsay oh, Brigham, yeah. Brigman is like, I'm about to cut all of you. Why did you bring this in here? And and basically, like, coffee, coffee's like, look, I, I don't answer to you at this point. Like, either you get used to this or not. And they have a quick little tussle where they grab onto each other. And then <laughs> and Bud Brigman's like, be cool, man. And then suddenly everyone stops, which yeah, yeah. really surprised me. It's like, oh, okay. Tension yeah, yeah, well- suddenly done. Yeah, it's great because he because he's like, "Hey, everybody, come over here! Come over here! Something's, something's happening!" And everybody shows up with like wrenches and shit. Like, "Yeah, what's going on, everybody?" <laughs> Doesn't he? He slams the alarm too. He's like, "Sound yeah, this! Yeah. We're going!" Yeah, it's green. You want to tussle? Let's tussle! Yeah, let's do it, bitch. <laughs> but yeah, we, we we see like you know after everything kind of like all right, all right, everybody be cool. We'll we'll figure this out, whatever. But we see like Michael Bain like really has the shakes, and they know it now too, and. He was a pressure-induced psychosis or whatever. He looks like a heroin junkie. He's a heroin junkie just leaning on this nuke, thinking that he can use it. He's going to get his comeuppance. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and how. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there's also, like, the security camera room (laughs) that was, like, previously not shown, I don't think. But uh, Coffee's in there, like, watching all of them, like, talk like oh what are we gonna do i don't know let's just keep cool we'll get to the surface and we'll figure it out from there you know that kind of shit mm-hmm. and then okay and then we get a really cool scene where we get a pov shot of the uh the nti the you know, non-terrestrial intelligence coming aboard the ship and we see it going like room to room and opening doors and stuff which it, it doesn't show but eh, <laughs> theater of the mind mm-hmm. and <laughs> And then it basically goes to see Liz and Buzz and the crew and everything. And it's just like this like liquid snake almost kind of going through. Yeah. So everybody's like, what what the hell is going on? <laughs> but then it uh it mimics uh Lindsay's face and she's like, Oh my god, it's me. See, it's our friend. <laughs> little do you know. I'd still be a little wary, but that's just me. <laughs> it's trying to replicate yeah. my face. It's definitely not trying to take my place on this ship. Right. <laughs> I think that's the that. funny difference between how like characters would interact with stuff back in like eighties films versus now. Like, because I look back to maybe like Annihilation when Natalie Portman sees her Natalie Portman self, but she's not like, oh, friend. <laughs> she's like oh crap she's gonna kill me <laughs> but, but with the abyss they're just like yeah these guys are totally cool like totally they're so... not even a second second thought they're like no nah, man they're cool yeah it's like high five. don't nuke <laughs> it brings us peace and love and <laughs> cure for all diseases and you know, <laughs> mr burns from that one i bring you love <laughs> Well, he was bioluminescent too, so that's a that's yeah. a good comparison. Oh shit! Is this secretly like a Simpsons movie? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this in the big ship, and he's just like, uh, "Come on, Mister Burns, we gotta go back to base." <laughs> Ed Harris is kind of bald. He's got a little Homer Simpson with this. <gasps> and Homer Simpson <laughs> did work on a submarine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then coffee is freaking Flanders. <laughs> later in the movie after she drowns spoiler alert uh Lindsay will have the march voice oh shit <laughs> uh, oh, yeah me. so uh, basically oh yeah the 
the little liquid snake thing like leads him to the warhead and is kind of like I don't know motioning towards it. I'm kind of like like what what is this? This is bad. We should get rid of it. I, I don't know. <laughs> is it's like belly snacks? dancing, Adam. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, uh, this is when Coffee sees like the back end of the snake or whatever, and he shuts the door and it like splashes because it's uh, apparently it's just salt water being controlled somehow yeah like with yeah a, they're just using their technology to to control yeah. the water to try and communicate with them yeah it's not actually a being yeah it's like like a cell phone or i don't know <laughs> they're, they're mm-hmm. like facetiming them through the salt water i don't know it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool but uh but good effect um of course coffee's like freaked out at this he's like what what is this and so he, <laughs> while they're all discussing like okay can we be agreed that's not a russian you know weapon or whatever that, mm-hmm. that came on the ship and He's like under the table, like cutting himself with his Bowie knife. And... Yeah, like what is that about? Yeah. He he went full cray cray. Yeah, and uh, so at this point he, uh, he he talks like his second command, I think, and he's like, "All right, we gotta we gotta take control of the situation. It's up to us. Grab the Uzis." And he's like <laughs> putting them together with like silencers and shit. I'm like, it's not gonna matter with an Uzi in, in an underwater base. Let me let's be real. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they try to use guns a lot. That I I just I'm like that's that's not okay. <laughs> There's there, that there, you're shooting at worse. the nuke. Why are you shooting at the nuke? Stop it. <laughs> Let's say you miss and hit a wall and depressurize the whole base. Guess what? You're all dead. <laughs> well, like legit that that point because I think this leads into the the scene where Ed Helm shows up and they he's about to get to him right and yeah. hesitates. Decides that he's gonna he he's hesitating to try to do the more noble thing of I guess taking the gun and shooting him in the back as opposed to bashing him in with whatever he was holding, yeah. but um, coffee catches onto that too quickly and turns and uh, they have a quick little rumble and um, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah nice little like knife fight versus like. He has like a pipe or something at first, I think. But yeah, you have that hilarious POV shot of them like just kind of dancing in circles around each other. <laughs> oh yeah, the the like uh, fluorescent light like also like the Star Trek fight music. Da, 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 it felt very Star Trekky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then that ends basically with uh, choking him from behind or whatever. But then. Uh, Oh yeah, cat. The, the the dude with the beard. I, I think I found out later his name was Cat. Like, comes in and just knocks him out like whap. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, as they're like, "Are you, you okay? You okay, bud? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You just gotta get him." Coffee's already hopped on the mini sub and has the warhead strapped onto it, and he's like diving down. They're like, "Fuck, fuck! We gotta get him! Gotta get him!" No, no, the, well, and that's the where the guy is... decides to start shooting at the ship, yeah. where there is a nuclear weapon just no, 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 right I... on top. Not even like underneath. Isn't the the nuke is attached to the little remote sub? Coffee is chasing it so he can control it before it gets out of controller oh. range. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's oh, why they're shooting. I thought it was attached. No, 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 because that, that's that's why they're gonna have to do the the world's deepest dive later is to go chase oh. the mini sub. Yeah, because I thought okay, I thought it was strapped on the top because then they go out and then the, it got released. Then, yeah, no, it's the yeah. what were they called? The geek. The yeah, geek is the. Geek. the yeah, yeah the mini sub and it's got like the little shark face yeah so it's strapped to that and so coffee's like controlling it but he's got to keep following it before it gets out of controller range gotcha mm. okay and that's how come they couldn't just send the geek out before because the 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 mini subs can't go as deep 
but, but what they, they can, can do is certainly just ram another ship right into another ship. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other plan. They get the other sub prep, they chase after it, and they start chasing, and... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and Bud's like chasing him like just with the the dive tank or whatever at first while they're getting the sub set up and like mm-hmm. yeah, basically ties off. Yeah, oh my god, it's, it's such such a great little chase scene. <laughs> but yeah, but but the missile like that's on the uh, the geek or whatever is like sent off, and then Coffee turns around or no, that's right. He he like ties it to the base at first and it's like trying to wiggle away or something, mm-hmm. and then that's when Coffee turns around and tries to attack bud with the ship ah, but then that one comes in <sighs> saves the last minute and there's just missiles and sh- uh, yeah good stuff <laughs> he climbs aboard the other ship as well and depressurizes and seizes misses and then you see that their relationship starts to look a little different yeah. maybe they, maybe they like each other a little maybe maybe <laughs> Oh, that's right. It, and then th- at this point, uh, Coffee's ship gets destroyed and starts like falling into the trench. But as it's falling, of course, more and more pressure. Oh no! The little, uh, little dumb thing starts cracking, and he screams, "Ah!" Implode. Ooh. The uppins have come. <laughs> the uppins have come. <laughs> the other ship, though, with uh, Bud and uh, his lady, uh, what's her name, Liz. That's right. Uh, they're they're still kind of stuck, like on are they like on the edge of the trench, or have they fallen in a little bit? They're still on the edge of the trench, mm-hmm. like they're hanging off the edge of the trench. But like the 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 sub they're in is starting to flood, and it's freezing water, of course, because they're at the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. and it's filling up really quick. And there's only one suit. <gasps> Patrick, what are they going to do? How are they going to get out of this? Uh well, they. <laughs> Damn it, you get me in the worst parts. Like, I'm able to narrate the parts that I'm not introduced to, but then suddenly it's like, ah, I just remember the part where he just starts. Sm- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was the other part I remember about I this think movie. everything oh, was shit. negated the minute I, I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> All right, well, there's only one suit. So the plan is, uh, Liz comes up with the plan, I'm going to drown. Yep. And then you're going to revive me because I can like be brought back within like 15 minutes of drowning yep. or something like that. Because it's so cold. All my, my systems will slow. You're a better swimmer. It's only like 400 feet. You can do this. Yeah. And it's like, uh, that is definitely one way cool. to think about it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. And he wastes like 10 minutes being like, no, put this helmet on. And she's like, no, that's not how it works, baby. Put the helmet on. <laughs> I drowned. You revive me. Do I need to write this down? <laughs> I insist. Take the helmet. On. Nope, nope. That's still part of your suit. You need to keep that on. <laughs> yeah. And then Izzy put like the most perfect music drop in the middle of this because... Uh, so so it floods and like she starts you know like oh blah, blah, like like drowning and uh, maybe what song would you put in right here? I forget what song oh. I came up with. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh no! Because <laughs> <That's her> <laughs> she dies like hugging him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't know. Maybe I would start swimming like while she's drowning. Yeah. Well, like, open, well, eh, if she starts convulsing and stuff, that might be an issue. But it's like, still at least have like the door open but, or like, whatever. Just, yeah, everybody's <laughs> got duct tape. Come on. Yeah. So, uh, so, so basically, Bud takes her corpse back to base as fast as he can, uh, and he like he's able to radio him so they have like the med kit ready to go. And then they're like, "Oh, yeah, all right, we're gonna jumpstart her heart here. We got to get some bare skin." And this where it's like, "Oh yeah, here come them gratuitous Woo-hoo! movies." Yeah. <laughs> 
th- we know. These are the type of movies that everyone can be like, oh, that wasn't pleasant to watch. Yeah. yeah. Those are, those are dead boobies. I, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're the same names now, but <laughs> some VHS tape there has the tracking a little off. Pause. In this area. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Some Stop. weird serial killer. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, the next, I swear, 10 minutes is like this long, tense CPR scene that every time it shows her, she's like getting bluer and bluer and beating her chest <laughs> and like doing more CPR and shit. Like, fight, fight, you bitch, slap. <laughs> Slap, I will say slap, they did slap. the uh, the makeup here, like, oh, yeah, her going blue and then like sort of coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so she apparently calling her a bitch and slapping her a couple times brings her right back, and it's like, holy shit, it worked. And, uh, and it was like, this was for a honeymoon. This is when we. <laughs> this is for. Oh no, she's got nothing. Yeah. She's like rosy cheeks, happy as can be. I was like, yeah, you should have bruises because those were hard hits. Yeah, like, like the next scene, she's like look this good, angelic but... glow to her, and I'm like, she looks really good for a corpse five minutes ago. Right. Yeah. She's incredibly well lit. And then, but now they, they still got to get to the geek and uh, stop that bomb from going off because, you know, the shockwave will just kill everybody down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bud starts uh, suiting up for the liquid breathing. Liz comes over because, you know, she's basically perfectly fine, talking normal, everything, even though she was like, I think she cartwheeled over to him. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she has a back handspring to go over and, like, hey, Bud, just so you know, while you're gone, I'm the captain now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, there's like a whole you know the the stuff's going into his lungs and stuff and she's like look at me look at me it's okay it's okay you're just you going this. back to being a fiend <laughs> which li- literally i i don't mean to bring in more fun facts absolutely only if it's a super fun fact it's a fun fun fact well ed helms almost drowned in this film and ed, that ed inspired ed harris yeah <laughs> Ooh, it's a day. He was in this too, right? He was a. Yeah, yeah, but, I, think, uh, I think it was uh, the Chris Elliott role. No, yes. <laughs> but uh, Ed Harris just straight up decked James Cameron. Oh yeah. Because of this, so James Cameron has had it. He, it was James Cameron. Ed Harris was going after everybody. <laughs> you know, I wonder if James Cameron's one of those directors where it's like, like Bill Paxton's famous for being killed by like an alien, a predator, and uh, a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron's famous for, for being decked by like Schwarzenegger, Ed Harris, <laughs> Bill Paxton, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There you go. Find more of his main stars. He low key loves it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, mean, it's the only way he can make his movies. I kind of want to throw Uwe Boll in there, but I know oh, that Uwe all fights his... back though. I was gonna say I know that it, he would just punch him back, and then also. Find apparently from the people we've interviewed everybody's like in love with Uve like he has this charisma while you're filming and that's why he gets people to do really really stupid stuff really questionable <laughs> stuff sometimes yeah I can see it um he's got the the pink baby goo or whatever it is in his lungs matrix um, sludge yeah matrix sludge that's it uh he has this little a calm thing on his wrist where he can basically text <laughs> the yeah the, the <laughs> he tweets um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so he's all suited up, dives down into the void, and he's like weighted down, so he drops like a rock and just yeah. uh, basically he breaks the Guinness Book of World Records and then goes what like six times deeper, just about <laughs> seventeen thousand feet. Yeah, yeah, and the record's like four or something. <laughs> yeah. How many miles down is seventeen thousand feet? Like three, a little over three miles. 
Okay, because at the beginning of this, they were saying the crevasse was only like two and a half miles deep, yeah, but they didn't yeah. it's really. Three point two one miles. Hey, oh, I say Steve is very good at making math. He's a good math math. <laughs> yeah, <maker>. guesstimating. <laughs> I thought I heard. I thought I just heard meth. I was like, yeah, whoa, that was <laughs> a really subplot they cut math. out. What edition are you watching? Fun <laughs> <laughs> fact: it involves a lot of math. <laughs> uh, you know, this <laughs> this is where it really I I started thinking this might have been in James Cameron's head his 2001 Space Odyssey homage. Yeah, I saw so much of that with this, especially the further down I was diving, how you got the reflections of what he was looking at coming off of his helmet as he was watching. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely a little Kubrick inspiration there. <laughs> and then once again, also 2001 uh, Space Odyssey inspired, just like Lords of the Deep. Yep, yep, where they trip balls because they put their hands in goo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie. All right, uh, <laughs> more on that last week. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, so so yeah, basically uh, yeah, seventeen or eighteen thousand feet taken effect because yeah. you know he's five or six times deeper than anyone's ever been in the ocean, mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to keep his mind occupied by doing like the text back and forth. And, you up? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking this. about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just great stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a whole scene where like Lindsay's like, oh, "I'm there with you. I'll always be there with you. I love you. Please just stay with me. Stay with me." And then they get a text back. Feel better, you know? F E L like feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, see a light below. Touchdown. And so they he finally lands, and of course, luckily he lands right by the uh, the the. So warhead. convenient, right? That was such a yeah. little cliff. <laughs> He was like, boom. Yep. Just one little perch. <laughs> he should have done like a superhero like, landing. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> I am Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, and the nuke is just right there. Oh, He's like, oh, convenient. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So he sets the flare so we can see. And yep. the flare's given off like this like yellow light. Yep. And, uh, and you know, he's getting instructions from the, you know, the, the remaining A team. Uh, da, 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 uh, of how to like disarm the warhead face comes up and is like all right you want to disconnect the, you want to cut the one with the uh, that's the black wire with the white stripe not the one that's the black wire with the yellow stripe and of course they both look identical <laughs> with that yellow light yellow light yeah it's it's the same thing that twitter gets into too where it's like is this a black dress or is this a gold dress which one is it and he's conflicted so, so so he has a 50 50 chance he uh he best guesses cuts the wire waits everything explodes no uh movie, the earth melts movie ends a nuclear holocaust went straight to credits it was so weird <laughs> like wow that was that was brief i didn't know there was like 40 minutes of credits yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah everything's fine uh yay the warheads disarmed Woo! Uh, how much oxygen you got there, bud? Four and a half minutes. Fuck. <laughs> then, yeah, then we get... And then his uh, dumb wife is like, you can make it. No, you cannot. Like, <laughs> it took you a half she, hour to she fall just, that fast. She just <laughs> died. Do not listen to her. She's not thinking but, clearly. But, 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 yeah. but your sensor could be wrong. At least try, which I'm there with her. I'm like, at least try. Like, worst case scenario, you'll fall back down there. If you want to, you know, die on your cliff ledge. <laughs> I bet he was thinking, like, would it be better to struggle or maybe just kind of take in what's happening? Yeah. Just kind of take a Like few a struggle choke death or like and, a, yeah. yeah. He's like an old cowboy going out with his spurs on. 
Yep. So he says, "Don't cry." You know, or he texts back, for "Don't cry me. I'm already yes. dead. <laughs> Don't cry, baby. <laughs> I love you, wife. Roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the abyss. No, wait, there's more. Oh shit! We got a whole because... other act. We have an entire uh, Roger Corman movie after this. Yeah, because uh, then there's he sees a light. Is this is this an angel coming for me? Is this some sort of giant fish that's going to swallow me whole? It's John Cena. Yeah, it's one of the alien angel fish light thingies. Uh, it's I don't know what to call them. But... Whatever the tree is from Pandora. It's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, the Pandora tree has come to help the, the tree of life. Um, and yeah, basically, the like <laughs> he like grabs his hand and uh, takes him to a wonderful place I'd like to call Tronlantis. <laughs> now, this is what we should consider our last Jedi Mary Poppins scene. In the yeah. abyss, where it's like, oh, now they're just now they're just being silly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just swimming through it. He's just like being drugged by this thing or whatever, flying through this this giant underwater city that's like glowing blue neon and stuff. And... No need to visually explain how he's able to do any of this, other than he's yep. just flying with him. Like, yep. then to be like, like we've given you a force field so that your oxygen level is going to explode and. That moving this fast doesn't immediately kill you. They're also magicians. That's uh, that's how we're gonna do it. <laughs> hey, don't worry. That answer will be uh, that question me. will be answered later when they uh, they get risen to the surface miraculously. Yeah, fast. yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so World of pure underwaterness. Yep. Oh god! And then they like put him in the area. Uh, that where like the uh, water kind of opens up and there's like oxygen and stuff in there. And I'm like, I don't even want to try to explain that real quick, but uh, is he in a prison cell? Cause that'd be my, <laughs> well, either they put him into a ship or they put him into a whale's bottom hole and that bottom hole <laughs> opens up and then they use this type of uh, whatever thing to, to give him like a, a barrier to breathe. And they're just kind of sitting out there looking at him and they yeah. w- want him to do some, do some stuff. Take your clothes yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the first. Yeah, it's like it's like a like thing a they zoo. told me. It's do. like, what, what, should we feed Move. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's the new one. Yeah, he like takes off his helmet and puke. You know, pukes up the the pink stuff out of his lungs. And he's like, oh god, there's oxygen here. This is great. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the movie. That was actually Ed Harris when he was drowning. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah, wasn't a fun fact. They're just yeah, like no, keep rolling. Say, <laughs> I, I can totally see it where it's just like, yeah, he's like watching the premiere. It's like that son of a bitch videotaped that left it, it in. Cut right before he punched him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Cameron's uh, one of the aliens like, do, do I feed it? Do do I go talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this whole, vi- this whole movie is just kind of an homage of me feeling like an alien around you people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like starts chatting with the scene ends. And then we cut to uh, the top side where the aircraft carrier is still trying to communicate with them, even though, you know, their landline's been cut. Uh, yeah, so the storm's, like, done. They they get a text from Bud. They well, they started, the, the storm had cleared suddenly oh, because yeah, they yeah. talked to the aliens. And this is kind of the weird part with this because um, it's another fun fact. When they were talking about, like, things to cut in the editing room for this, James Cameron was more a fan of cutting out full uh, storylines rather than certain scenes and, and, and bits. And one of the storylines was 
when Ed Harris shows up and is like, um, why did you, why did you save me? Like, why, why did you do any of this? The, the actual thing that was happening beforehand was them putting up a projection of an enormous interstellar like tidal wave coming to hit every single coastline of every country in the world at the same time. Like they were about to annihilate some cities and some people. They were going to know his arc of the shit. They were going to know his arc some shit. And he was like, why are you doing this? And then they do a hard cut on the water projection to nuclear bomb testing and stuff like that to be like, you're the reason. (laughs) And this wave is coming to get them. And finally uh, they, they get to the last minute and then it stops. They stop the waves. And then they look at him, and this is where you see in the theatrical cut him saying, why did you, you could have stopped. What, like, like, you could have done this. You could have wiped him out. Why didn't you? And then they show the message that he projected up to his wife saying, I knew this was the plan from the beginning. This is me going out. And they're like, because you sacrificed yourself, we're going to we're gonna help you out. They parted the, the storm, so that got cleared up, and then the ship could get communication with the downstairs area. With the downstairs oh, underwater thing. Nice. So they were basically gonna bring about 2012 or whatever, <laughs> but because he sacrificed himself, like you know what, you guys ain't so bad. It, it just further proves my my theory that he, this is some type of like uh, Avatar two pre before doing anything because all Pan, all Pandora is about is environment consciousness and and things like that and. This is this had that in it, but they cut it out. So he was like, I'm going to get this goddamn plot line in this. I'm going to do it in the next <laughs> Avatar, and I'm going to do five do, of them. <laughs> do six more of them and shove them down their throats. Get it. Yep. Electric cars. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, so I guess in the version we saw, um, yeah, they basically were like, yeah, why, why did you save me? And it just shows the message like, I love you, wife, and I knew this was a one-way trip. I just had to save you or, you know, whatever. <laughs> And then uh, they get a text from Bud eventually that's like, hey, I've got some new friends down here. Can't wait for you to meet them. And like, wait, what does that mean? Everything starts shaking. And he, was very, he was very blasé about everything that's happening down there. He's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm fine. I'll be up there in a minute. Super chill about it all. <laughs> and then uh, up top, like the aircraft carrier is like, oh, my God, there's something on the radar and it's huge. and It's coming right for us. And then basically the city of Tron Lantis breaches from the water underneath them. You know what it looked yeah. like? It looked like those those ring pops that were purple and blue, and you might have like sucked on it for a while. You just make that a full ship. That's what that was. <laughs> That's their their super dense material. They make it looked like cotton candy color. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. the wild berry pop tarts. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it is blue and purple, and oh, and it picks up the base, I guess, along the way because it all's brought up to the surface, and everybody comes out like, "What the hell is this? Wait, we didn't even need to decompress." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a question. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Alien magic. <laughs> yep, they'll address it, but they won't explain it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we thought about it. <laughs> magic. Yeah." Um, and then yeah, Bud and Liz they meet up because you know he comes walking out of Trollantis, and she's there like walking out so calmly, like yeah. none of this is actually happening. <laughs> He's walking out like John Cena, <laughs> right? I told you I'll be back. <laughs> the champ is here, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they embrace, uh, say some stupid shit, and kiss. 
fade to black. <gasps> Roll credits. No need to see what happens after that. What did you think <laughs> of that? What did you think of the abruptness of that ending? I appreciate it after two and a half hours. But, yeah. <laughs> you guys forgot the best line. Wow, how are we still alive? We didn't decompress. Oh, yep. Or the first thing that... um, something to us. Right. Fills in that whole, all those plot holes. (laughs) (laughs) Or the first thing that he says to the aliens, howdy. (laughs) How's it going? Howdy. Howdy. (laughs) Maybe this was a prelude to Westworld. Ooh, maybe. Is it wrong that, like, when he said howdy, I immediately cut to uh, Malcolm in the middle when Francis, the older brother, goes to work on the uh, the German oh. dude ranch? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so glad we got a Malcolm in the middle reference in this. That's awesome. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's The Abyss. Uh, Patrick, would you recommend this movie? Uh, I would say yes with the caveat of watch the documentary The Making of 2. Yeah. Like, if you just watch The Room and you're sitting there going, I'm going to watch this movie, I'm going to take it 100% seriously, and you don't know the backstory behind it or, or why it's what it is, you, you lose a little bit of it. And and I did like learning a lot about how they made this because really it's a, on the technical side of it and practical effects wise, they, they did do a lot of things. Even Sp- Steven Spielberg um, analyzed this movie when it came to using his Jurassic Park effects. So I, I think it's got a lot of merit. Do I think it's an entertaining film? Not really, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like it's a little dated, but it, and it's a little, it's quite a bit long. But I don't know. Yeah, it's got a couple of good little action things, but a lot of like slower parts in between. So, but if that's your kind of movie, I, I'd recommend. How about you, babe? I do believe that in these times of Rona, people are looking for just consumable <laughs> content. Need to put something on for two hours. <laughs> it was empty. I okay, just spilled thanks. my glass. I tried to spill my glass on my phone, but <laughs> I drank all the beer already, so I foiled myself there. <laughs> it's not like it happens every. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why the couch blanket is currently in the wash and we're sitting on a 1994 uh, NBA blanket. It's a 1988 (laughs) one. It's got brand new teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves on it. And the Chicago Bullets. The Washington Washington Bullets. The Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Uh, Watch (laughs) this because you need to burn time anyway. Yeah, there you go. A good time burner. (laughs) What else are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Nothing. Well, we have uh, to lose. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Ooh. we have more beer, <gasps> fun facts, <gasps> and what we learned from the abyss. <gasps> Maybe you okay? <laughs> I overgasped. You need some of that pink baby goo to breathe or whatever? <laughs> no, that's my nightmare. <laughs> Matrix juice? Oh, do not you, don't you dare put any of my rats in the Matrix juice. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's What Were They Thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. 
Wave at microphone. Hey everyone, you're invited to Harpy Hour. I'm Tracy. I'm Liz. I'm Steph. We are the Harpies. And Harpy Hour is our new podcast featuring ridiculous stories in history, science, and entertainment. Were you ever suspicious that pigeons were secretly spying on you? How do you know who to eat first if you survive a shipwreck? Do problematic musicals send you into an uncontrollable rage? If so, then Harpy Hour might be your new favorite podcast. That's H-A-R-P-Y for Harpy, and new episodes air every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on all social media at Harpy Hour Pod. And check us out on harpyhourpodcast.com. Okay, bye! Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hello, this is Full Starts Podcast. And we talk about those films that set themselves up for a sequel that never came. Here's an episode condensed into 60 seconds. Please to be enjoy. What's our, what's our poisons then? You get what you're given. That's some foul stuff. Does this film confirm the existence of God? Dum 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 dum. There's oh such God. a look of confusion on my face here. Yeah, can, can we do a quick mini review of, of 4DX? <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, I had to go sit on the stairs because it was just more enjoyable. And he looks, he looks at the naked lady in front of him, and immediately 150 pressurized egg whites shoots all over him. <laughs> Come on, egg white. But, yeah. what, but what was the point in even, even including it? To calm his nerves. They were probably but we just don't placebo. need him to calm him. Why he did. Have, yes, we did. Because we saw him shoot up in air Be calm. <laughs> just <laughs> cut the scene. The film is two hours long. <laughs> Just cut the scene. So this was this was a manic time. Yes, this wasn't. This was a bit. This is insanity. <laughs> what happened to us? I guess we'll wrap things up. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Just type full stars pod in. Mm, full stars pod in. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of pod in. That's pretty much how the shows go. We just use that. <laughs> Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it. They get better every week. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little thirsty. I don't know about you guys, I'm still a little sober. Oh, well. <laughs> this is a long movie to be this sober. <laughs> <laughs> we got a ooh yeah this looks good this is uh from road brewing we have the darkest beer i could find it's their double chocolate stout oh that sounds delicious 
Ooh, yeah, we double down on our chocolate stout recipe to create this imperial version of the classic. Oh, shit. Oh, yep, 9% yeah. alcohol by volume. Yeah. Now, do you guys cook with beer at all? Do you guys cook with alcohol? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We that sounds like it would be delicious with like a like a shepherd's pie or something. Ooh. I'm yeah. sure it absolutely would. So good. Do it. Right. Let me pop my top here. Come on, opener. Get on there. Stop. Nice. <laughs> All right. And the pour. Oh, wow. Like, light does not pass through that beer. <laughs> Pouring it out, that is like, like black syrup. of the ocean. Do not spill that on the couch. No, no. Yeah, uh, the head on this beer is darker than most beers. It's got, like, a dark brown colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles that are uh, dissipating fairly quickly, I'm going to guess, due to the alcohol content. Yeah, yeah you can kind of smell Ooh. it uh, here on the bottle, so. <laughs> yeah, that smells like chocolate. So good. Oh, wow. Steve's gone in for the taste. Yep, that is a sneaky 9%. It's kind of like <laughs> drinking dark chocolate. Like, it's got the little, uh, like, like the chocolate bitterness as opposed to, like, hoppy. Mm-hmm. And a nice little Definitely. roasty and just still malt forward and... Delicious. Nice, well-rounded stout. Yeah. Oh, damn. I am in. One more hit before we get the fun facts. Steve, do you have any fun facts? Because they're super fun facts. Because they're fun, fun facts. I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Patrick, any guesses what the critics thought? Of- it was probably a lot of trashing, but I think this definitely has a cult following now. So I have so- 100%. What do you think? Mm, let's go with 54. Ooh, I mean... Let's face it, James Cameron, good old Jimmy Cameron, he's beloved. Critics love him, audiences love him. Um, This may not be everybody's favorite movie, but I don't think they're gonna, like, disparage the name of James Cameron. (laughs) I'm gonna say 72. Ladies and gentlemen, this movie is certified fresh at 89% of Because, yeah, mind-blowing, like... It's basically an engineering marvel when it comes to like the technical sets and actors actually doing all the stuff. Plus, the CGI was absolutely groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think the audience score was? Uh, so sixty gonna... something. I'll put in like sixty five. Yeah, I'm gonna say forty five. Eighty three percent with the audience. Oh. Every other movie pretty, we did this month was in the twenties. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this beat Leviathan. Right, that's it. Leviathan's like twenty-two percent or something on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, both audience and critics, and it's like it's not a bad movie. It's no, it's more horror obviously than this one is, but yeah, it's just just weird. In fact, a uh, seventy million dollar budget for this one, whereas all the others were like twenty or thirty or less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, U.S. gross fifty four point five million, worldwide gross ninety. So still technically a flop, even though by far the most successful of the uh, Deep Sember movies we've done. Yeah. This mm-hmm. long. According to James Cameron, he almost cast Jamie Lee Curtis in the uh, Lindsay Brigman role, mm. but unfortunately, his future wife Catherine Bigelow had already cast her in the movie Blue Steel. Oh. <laughs> uh, you got any other uh, any fun facts? Forty percent of this film was all shot underwater. Oh man! 
um they the crew was kept down so so for so many hours during the filming that when they were brought out they actually had to go through decompressing which basically meant they had to hang upside down to relieve the stress on their shoulders from the weight of having the uh, submarine equipment and the helmets on them oh jeez Damn. Yep. That's why Ed Harris is going to star in Avatar 2. Wait, I'm being told that's never going to happen. <laughs> Most of the Ed cast Harris say is... that they, they were pretty excited about doing this and they have no regret, regrets. However, there is one that did not like it and would not go back. Uh, Lisa, one night standing, uh, Kimberly Scott, was not a fan of, the, of being a part of this film. And said I, they, She called it abysmal. Oh. <laughs> abysmal. Uh, apparently james cameron's two choices for bud uh were ed harris or jeff bridges oh the dude yeah (laughs) the the dude dives (laughs) it's the first film to have ever used an early version of photoshop adobe photoshop real oxygenated fluorocarbon fluid was used in the rat fluid breathing scene Dr. Johannes Gistra and Dr. Peter Bennett of Duke University pioneered this technique and consulted on the film, giving detailed instructions on how to prepare the fluid. The only reason for cutting to the actors' faces was to avoid showing the rats defecating from the momentary panic as they began breathing the fluid. As 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 mouse owners, how do you how do you feel about this? I was very upset about the little ratty muffin. Like, <laughs> but, but, but you freaked out. But I am very, very happy that that she was okay. Yeah, you're glad you didn't see him go full squid mode and just. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, and yeah, like as somebody who's had to bathe rats before, they they like to poop. <laughs> Normally, they're really, really good and potty trained. But yeah, when they panic, they poop, just like yeah. my husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think if that's my first go-to is poop if you're if I'm panicked. (laughs) That's because then at least whatever is coming after you, they're not going to want to come near you because you're you're pooping right where you are. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. that's why bears don't eat you afterwards. Exactly. (laughs) Like I'm not putting that in my mouth. Ew. Uh, it was actually Michael Bean who, after reading an early script, suggested to James Cameron to let his character Coffee suffer from high uh, high pressure nervous syndrome as an explanation for Coffee's increasingly irrational behavior. Ooh. He also grew the mustache to add a more menacing nature to his character. Well, good on him. <laughs> they didn't CG that. <laughs> there are people who look like they shouldn't can't wear a mustache like it just doesn't look right and unfortunately being you're one of them you look terrible in a mustache all right but he does look just like the guy the other guy from lords of the deep it sure does yeah. also mm-hmm. looks like he sh- just little, shouldn't have a mustache h.i mcdonough look yeah. <laughs> not mcdonough yeah, right. <laughs> McDonough. <laughs> bye mcdonough right. uh well ladies and gentlemen We've come to the important part. What did we learn from the abyss? Uh, Patrick, as our guest, would you like to go first? What did I learn from the abyss? I learned that I could make it through the abyss and and know almost all of the parts of the film and <laughs> fumble when I didn't. But also <laughs> that directors um, really are interested sometimes in the technical parts and the craft and maybe 
just maybe they don't look too close at the actors and crew on set. Um, I think James Cameron is a, is a crazy director, like in a lot of ways. <laughs> He's a visionary, but holy crap, I would not, I would have a tough time working with him. He feels, it seems like he's like Steve Jobs in a lot of ways. I don't know yeah. if that's a good comparison, but just like, he's just difficult to work with. But if you can work with him and get through something, you'll end up having some type of good achievement to, to call back to. And this film has a lot of that. So that's what I took away. Or worst case scenario, you end up punching them. Yep. (laughs) You can hit a director and literally nothing will happen to you if you're if (laughs) you're an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Babe, how about you? I mean, I learned uh, even when you're underwater, you can get space dementia. That's true. Every movie has space dementia. (laughs) Whether they're in space or not. Uh, I learned the best way to revive somebody is to call him a bitch and slap the shit out of him. I would well, there you go. If I passed out. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, babe. I promise, <laughs> and I will make sure this <laughs> airs. He's, so he'll look know. up the rule book that says CPR and throw it out the window and just start slapping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I remember my CPR class right, first I grab her boobs, then I slap her. First, oh. it's a backhand, then it's a front word. <laughs> That's right. Open palmed, then it's. <laughs> I learned uh, underwater flying objects. James Cameron's got a hard on for underwater shit. Oh, yeah. really likes it, and I'm excited. I'm interested to see what kind of stuff we're going to see from Avatar Two, in regards to what he was doing with this. Like, are we going to see a lot of homages? World. Yeah, it's maybe be, he does a Ridley be... Scott and connects his uh, his properties a, like what they, they did with Alien and Blade Runner, where like part oh, of yeah. Navi culture is underneath our oceans. Oh <gasps> shit! Sent back through time to. Kill oh the my Avatar's goodness! Mother. You nuked us, <laughs> assholes! Oh, <laughs> Judgment Day. It's <laughs> gonna go full Stephen King on it. Yeah. there's your terminator yeah the nukes it's judgment day you can it could be its own expanded universe <laughs> then schwarzenegger shows up from true lies and yeah man. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's cameron it's gonna be there's gonna be some sort of like alien like god species who's like hey humans you killed my my delightful little navi now i have to like send in the terminators to kill you is, all is it the prophet <laughs> from deep space nine is yes it's gonna saying? be the okay. uh the wormhole mm-hmm. aliens <laughs> <laughs> you remember when Cisco's mom was a wormhole alien and didn't like the chick he married spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler for a 25-year-old television series. <laughs> God damn it, it is that old, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you're also on the social medias? Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me. This has been super fun, and I really loved talking about this film. This has been so much fun. Um, you can check me out just on uh, Patrick Beatty Reviews on Instagram, Facebook. We do our... We do our uh, own uh, podcast that I'd love to have you guys on later on is uh, the Gaggle Geeks podcast. We just started a a new show on that called Button Mashing, where we talked about uh, the PS5 release and the new Xbox. And we also had just our regular show where uh, we're going to be starting to talk about the uh, 1990s, the film in the 90s and starting from uh, 90, 91, 92, go through the best, worst and recommendations that maybe us and our guests will have for people. So check it out. 
Excellent. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely join. Yeah, thanks for thanks thanks for joining us. You're welcome yeah. back anytime, man. I'll Absolutely. send you our our upcoming schedule and yeah, whenever you you've got a few minutes between all your gigs, let us know. <laughs> Sweet. Oh yeah, I guess I should say good things, Utah. I'm on that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't ever bring that part up. <laughs> you know, major television. You know, every what is that like every Friday morning? Uh, so Friday mornings next week, I'm going to be off. Uh, they're going to have actually Tony Toscano come on and do a little bit of movie reviewing. And after that is a pre-tape, but you'll probably catch us uh, starting back in December. So I've got a, I've got a couple weeks to hide all of my Thanksgiving fat shame and, and maybe <laughs> do some crunches before showing back up. <laughs> Get back to camera ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, Babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course Etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com. I uh, that's where I sell my wares. We do tie dye. Steve and I here. Steve does paracord. I also do illustrations. I got my, of course, my watercolor uh, movie monsters who love kittens. I have them available as a button set, a magnet set, and as prints. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. We got the snackosaurs um, up for sale. They're the enamel pins of dinosaurs who look like snack foods. Yeah, we got good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can find us at everything I learned from movies on all the major podcatchers. Uh, we're also part of the Age of Radio Network. If you want to check that out, ageofradio.org and see dozens of other great podcasts. Yeah. Um, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I, I learned from, from movies. movies. And yeah, uh, we're. Uh, Going strong and long into uh, the year of 2021, <laughs> the year yeah. of the character. Woo! Oh, boy. We got some announcements to make about what's coming up next year. <laughs> Guys, next year is going to be like so fun. I mean, it's always fun, but always yeah. Fun. Next year, you're the character. Do do we want to spoil a little of January? Uh, yeah, January, we're going to be uh, watching a bunch of Hercules movies. I am and, a and Yes, starting, of course, with Hercules <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and it may include three movies made in two, 2014 so uh no in these uh month by month ones yeah yeah we, we like themes what can we say <laughs> uh so yeah until next time i'm steve i'm izzy i'm patrick i didn't know if i was in that one or not no, no, can yeah, we all yeah, just yeah. say it at the same time in a sing-song voice i want to be in that you want to do the everything i learned from movies yeah all right all right ready and this is Everything I learned from from movies. Perfect. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Excellent. Future Steve can edit that all up and he'll make it sound gorgeous. (laughs) Nice.